In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. If you will remember a little over five weeks ago, I told you that we would be beginning a journey, a journey through Lent. And we have arrived at our destination, at the city limits, if you will, of Jerusalem. And we find ourselves in a time called Palm Sunday. We have changed the liturgical colors from purple to red. And we are alerted that a celebration is in the works. But let us, just for a moment, pretend. Pretend that we don't know the rest of the story. We're at the city limits and and let us meet this day just like the crowd's of Jerusalem met this new day. They had come to Jerusalem, you see, to celebrate the Passover from all of Judea, from all of Israel, from all of the diaspora. They had come to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. And many of them had heard of this prophet in Galilee, this godly man, this healer from Nazareth, And they were in a high emotional state because they suffered. They suffered oppression and it was suffocating. Feelings were running high. They were at their zenith. The expectations were high at their highest point. Emotions were soaring and were barely contained. And now this prophet, this holy man, enters Jerusalem, untethering a donkey and her fold and fulfilling the words of Zechariah. Setting God's great plan of salvation into motion. We, along with the crowds, are filled with joy. We're filled with confidence. We're filled with anticipation, expectation. Hosanna to the Son of David. We we cry out loud, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The crowd shouts, Hosanna in the highest heaven. There is no mistaking, you see, what's really going on. People lay their garments on the the roadway in front of Jesus. They cut branches and lay also on the roadway to soften his way. The son of David. And we hear that same echo in our psalm this morning. Hosanna, Lord. Hosanna. Lord, now send us success, we said just moments ago. This is a cry and a petition that had been around for many years, but is now coming 
to fruition. God's kingdom is coming. And the crowds cry. It seems familiar to us as 21st century Episcopalians. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. My brothers and sisters, that's the Sanctus. And we sing it together or say it at every Eucharist. Hosanna, Hosanna. Now for most of my adult life, I thought that was praise. It was praise in the very, very highest to Jesus. Worthy praise. Acknowledging Jesus as the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Praise, the highest praise to him who comes for and from God. But I bet that you all will be just as disappointed as I was when I went off to seminary and discovered that it wasn't praise at all. Hosanna, in the Hebrew, means save us. Save us. It is a petition. It is a cry for mercy. We can see it in the psalm, in the 25th verse. It's not numbered in your bulletin. But it says, Hosanna, Lord, Hosanna. Lord, send us now success, the verse concludes. A traditional cry of the Jews to their God in heaven at Passover. How appropriate it is for the entry of God's Son into Jerusalem. Save us, Lord, save us. Send us now success. Save us, Lord, as you saved our ancestors. Save us. Send us now success. Success over oppression. Success over uh, captivity. Remembering the first Passover when you saved us from Pharaoh. Now Matthew, our evangelist, uses this opportunity, this non-coincidence that God has created, and he portrays Jesus' entry into the holy city as royal, as kingly. Like Solomon, the son of David, entering the city of Jerusalem a thousand years earlier. Like Simon Maccabeus, a Jewish patriot, entering the city triumphant only 150 years earlier. Matthew portrays Jesus' entry as triumphant in every way. And he portrays Jesus as the answer to their cry, as the answer to their pet petition, save us. Let us share in the enthusiasm of the crowd. Save us, Lord. 
but let us continue with the crowd for just a few moments longer. Our gospel reading that Deacon Beth just read, it says when, when Jesus entered the city, the gospel tells us that the whole city was in turmoil. Well, my brothers and sisters, this might also sound familiar to us in the 21st century. We don't have to, you see, imagine that the world is in turmoil. We too live in a world torn apart just as it was in the first century. A world filled with floods and droughts and tornado disasters and earthquakes. A world replete with violence on a personal level as well as a global level. A world fraught with mass shootings in schools and in places of worship. A world brimming with violence. Be you Christian, Jew, Muslim, Hindu, Sikh, whether you be young or old. A world flush with war and rumors of war. A world separated from its creator. A world apart from God. A world teeming with the hungry and the thirsty, those in need and want. A world where hundreds of millions of people face hunger and starvation. A world with throngs of refugees and displaced persons. A world, if you will, not unlike that morning that Jesus entered Jerusalem. A world with many questions and all too few answers. But there is another question. Another question that our gospel asks. And that is, who is this? The crowd says, who is this? But here we have the advantage and we don't have to pretend anymore. We know who he is. He is the one that God sent because God so loved the world. The one who is called God with us, Emmanuel. The one who promises where two or three are gathered in my name, I will be in their midst. The one who says, come to me, all ye that travail and are heavy laden, and I will refresh you. The one who says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. The one who says, do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. The one who says, I am the good shepherd. The one who calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. The one who came into the world to save sinners. The one who tells us to pray for our enemies and those who persecute us. The one who says, I am the light of the world. The one who says, I am the resurrection and I am the life. The one who is our only mediator and advocate. 
the one who came not to be served, but to serve, emptying himself. The one who upon rejection became the chief cornerstone. The one who is good and whose mercy endures forever. The one who comes that we may have life and have it abundantly. The one who is making all things new. The one who enabled us to love because he first loved us. The one who embodies God's promise, I will never leave you or forsake you. The one who says, remember I am with you always to the end of the age. All of these, my brothers and sisters, answer that question, who is this? We know. And they are, as the 1928 Book of Common Prayer would say, these sayings are comfortable, wor comfortable words. Words allowing us to appreciate and inwardly digest the week to come. Words that shape and fill our hearts as we move into this holy time. May the cry, Hosanna, Lord, save us, Lord, resonate. Resonate with us as we truly prepare ourselves for new life. As we devoutly worship this week, may we truly recognize the blessing. The blessing from God that is Jesus the Christ. The one who comes in the name of the Lord. Let us, my brothers and sisters, walk with the crowds this morning. Let us walk with Jesus and the disciples through the week. Prepare our hearts and our minds for the fullness and the glory of God soon to be revealed to us. Save us, Lord. And in the words of Psalm 118, Lord, send us now success. Success and release from our sins. Lord, send us now success. Success and release from death. Lord, send us now success. That as we believe, as we believe, though we may die, we shall live. May we this holy week and always cling and hold fast to that promise. That as Jesus was raised to new life, so too will we be raised to new life in God's kingdom as we believe in him. Save us, Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Amen.
check, check. Good morning.
Please stand. Let us pray. Assist us mercifully with your help, O Lord of our salvation, that we may enter with joy upon the contemplation of those mighty acts whereby you have given us life and immortality through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. The Lord be with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to praise you, Almighty God, for the acts of love by which you have redeemed us through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. On this day, he entered the holy city of Jerusalem in triumph and was proclaimed as King of Kings by those who spread their garments and branches of palm along his way. Let these branches be for us signs of his victory and grant that we who bear them in his name may ever hail him as our king and follow him in the way that leads to eternal life, who lives and reigns with you in glory, with you in the Holy Spirit now and forever. Amen. Let us go forth in peace. In the name of Christ. Amen.
Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, who of thy tender love towards mankind has sent thy Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, to take upon him our flesh and to suffer death upon the cross, that all mankind should follow the example of his great humility. Mercifully grant that we may follow both the example of his patience and also be made partakers of his resurrection through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Reading from Philippians. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The psalm will be read responsively by half verse. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. Let Israel now proclaim. His mercy endures forever. Open for me the gates of righteousness. I will enter them. I will offer thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. He who is righteous may enter. I will give thanks to you, for you answered me. And have become my salvation. The same stone which the builders rejected This is the Lord's doing. On this day, the Lord has acted. Hosanna, Lord, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. God is the Lord. He has shined upon us. You are my God, and I will thank you. You are my God, and I will you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good.
Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Matthew. When Jesus and his disciples had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, The Lord needs them, and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and that followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest heaven! When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, Who is this? The crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> if you will remember, a little over five weeks ago, I told you that we would be beginning a journey, a journey through Lent. And we have arrived at our destination, at the city limits, if you will, of Jerusalem. And we find ourselves in a time called Palm Sunday. We have changed the liturgical colors from purple to red. And we are alerted that a celebration is in the works. But let us, just for a moment, pretend. Pretend that we don't know the rest of the story. We're at the city limits, and, and let us meet this day just like the crowds of Jerusalem met this new day. They had come to Jerusalem, you see, to celebrate the Passover from all of Judea, from all of Israel, from all of the diaspora. They had come to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. And many of them had heard of this prophet in Galilee, this godly man, this healer from Nazareth. 
and they were in a high emotional state. Because they suffered. They suffered oppression, and it was suffocating. Feelings were running high. They were at their zenith. The expectations were high, at their highest point. Emotions were soaring and were barely contained. And now this prophet, this holy man, enters Jerusalem, untethering a donkey and her fold and fulfilling the words of Zechariah. Setting God's great plan of salvation into motion. We, along with the crowds, are filled with joy. We're filled with confidence. We're filled with anticipation, expectation. Hosanna! To the son of David. We, we cry out loud. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The crowd shouts. Hosanna in the highest heaven. There is no mistaking you see. What's really going on. People lay their garments on the, on the roadway. In front of Jesus. They cut branches and lay also on the roadway to soften his way. The son of David. And we hear that same echo in our psalm this morning. Hosanna, Lord. Hosanna. Lord, now send us success. We said just moments ago. This is a cry and a petition that had been around for many years but is now coming to fruition. God's kingdom is coming. And the crowds cry. It seems familiar to us as 21st century Episcopalians. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. My brothers and sisters, that's the Sanctus. And we sing it together or say it at every Eucharist. Hosanna, Hosanna. Now for most of my adult life, I thought that was praise. It was praise in the very, very highest to Jesus. Worthy praise. Acknowledging Jesus as the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Praise, the highest praise to him who comes for and from God. But I bet that you all will be just as disappointed as I was when I went off to seminary and discovered that it wasn't praise at all. Hosanna, in the Hebrew, means save us. Save us. It is a petition. It is a cry for mercy. We can see it in the psalm, 
in the 25th verse, it's not numbered in your bulletin, but it says, Hosanna, Lord, Hosanna, Lord, send us now success, the verse concludes. A traditional cry of the Jews to their God in heaven at Passover. How appropriate it is for the entry of God's Son into Jerusalem. Save us, Lord, save us. Send us now success. Save us, Lord, as you saved our ancestors. Save us. Send us now success. Success over oppression. Success over uh, captivity. Remembering the first Passover when you saved us from Pharaoh. Now Matthew, our evangelist, uses this opportunity, this non-coincidence that God has created, and he portrays Jesus' entry into the holy city as royal, as kingly, like Solomon, the son of David, entering the city of Jerusalem a thousand years earlier. Like Simon Maccabeus, a Jewish patriot, entering the city triumphant only 150 years earlier. Matthew portrays Jesus' entry as triumphant in every way. And he portrays Jesus as the answer to their cry, as the answer to their petition, save us. Let us share in the enthusiasm of the crowd. Save us, Lord. But let us continue with the crowd for just a few moments longer. Our gospel reading that Deacon Beth just read, it says when when Jesus entered the city, the gospel tells us that the whole city was in turmoil. Well, my brothers and sisters, this might also sound familiar to us in the 21st century. We don't have to, you see, imagine that the world is in turmoil. We too live in a world torn apart just as it was in the first century. A world filled with floods and droughts and tornado disasters and earthquakes, a world replete with violence on a personal level as well as a global level, a world fraught with mass shootings in schools and in places of worship, a world brimming with violence, be you Christian, Jew, Muslim, Hindu, Sikh, whether you be young or old, a world flush with war, and rumors of war, a world separated from its creator, a world apart from God, a world teeming with the hungry and the thirsty, those in need and want, a world where hundreds of millions of people face hunger and starvation 
a world with throngs of refugees and displaced persons. A world, if you will, not unlike that morning that Jesus entered Jerusalem. A world with many questions and all too few answers. But there is another question. Another question that our gospel asks. And that is, who is this? The crowd says, who is this? But here we have the advantage and we don't have to pretend anymore. We know who he is. He is the one that God sent because God so loved the world. The one who is called God with us, Emmanuel. The one who promises where two or three are gathered in my name, I will be in their midst. The one who says, come to me, all ye that travail and are heavy laden, and I will refresh you. The one who says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. The one who says, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. The one who says, I am the good shepherd. The one who calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. The one who came into the world to save sinners. The one who tells us to pray for our enemies and those who persecute us. The one who says, I am the light of the world. The one who says, I am the resurrection and I am the life. The one who is our only mediator and advocate. The one who came not to be served, but to serve, emptying himself. The one who upon rejection became the chief cornerstone. The one who is good and whose mercy endures forever. The one who comes that we may have life and have it abundantly. The one who is making all things new. The one who enabled us to love because he first loved us. The one who embodies God's promise, I will never leave you or forsake you. The one who says, remember I am with you always to the end of the age. All of these, my brothers and sisters, answer that question, who is this? We know. And they are, as the 1928 Book of Common Prayer would say, these sayings are comfortable, wor comfortable words. Words allowing us to appreciate and inwardly digest the week to come. Words that shape and fill our hearts as we move into this holy time. May the cry, Hosanna, Lord, save us, Lord, resonate 
resonate with us as we truly prepare ourselves for new life. As we devoutly worship this week, may we truly recognize the blessing. The blessing from God that is Jesus the Christ. The one who comes in the name of the Lord. Let us, my brothers and sisters, walk with the crowds this morning. Let us walk with Jesus and the disciples through the week. Prepare our hearts and our minds for the fullness and the glory of God soon to be revealed to us. Save us, Lord. And in the words of Psalm 118, Lord, send us now success. Success and release from our sins. Lord, send us now success. Success and release from death. Lord, send us now success. That as we believe, as we believe, though we may die, we shall live. May we this holy week and always cling and hold fast to that promise that as Jesus was raised to new life, so too will we be raised to new life in God's kingdom as we believe in him. Save us, Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Amen. The Nicene Creed is in your bulletin. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried And the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead.